Welcome to The Design Diaries, a podcast for creatives, freelancers, and business owners looking for candid conversations and real advice. I'm Melissa, self-taught designer turned freelancer and now studio owner, here to share my experiences and help you reach your goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very exciting episode that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is mental health slash balancing mental health while running a business or being a freelancer or just being a creative in general. I think, yes, we talk about mental health a lot as been like, you know, take rest and self-care and XYZ, but it's just a very abstract, like general concept, like protect your mental health as if it's that easy, right? So I wanted to dedicate a whole episode to sharing some things that I do to protect my mental health and also just to chat a little bit more transparently about what it's like dealing with some mental health conditions and also going through the difficulties of just running a business. So just to start out, I want to preface that I personally have gone through quite the mental health journey, not to divulge too much, but I do have some various conditions varying in severity um dealing with like anxiety for example i get really bad anxiety i also get through sort of depressive moments and those are things that i've been quite transparent about on my instagram if you follow that but essentially yes i do have these moments where i just get really overwhelmed or i have very little motivation or energy to do anything let alone work so that's something that i personally deal with but i recognize that whether you have a diagnosed or named medical condition or not, we all deal with these mental health difficulties and with balancing our lifestyle. And so I think that regardless of whether or not you can relate to the exact things that I'm going through, this episode would be great just as a nice conversation to talk about things that you can do or you can potentially like modify to fit your lifestyle and to improve the way that you balance your life and your health. So First off, I want to say that if you haven't watched my other episodes or if you don't know me, I definitely overdo it. I am a full-time student at Princeton University. I'm a senior, so I'm writing my dissertation or my thesis. I'm also running this business. I'm also trying to live a social life. um, I'm in a relationship. I have a thriving friendship group, and it's just kind of, and I'm I'm obviously grateful for all of those things. Don't get me wrong, but you know, usually two to three of those things are already quite enough. And so I already recognize that I have all of these things. And usually people are like, you know, when you're overwhelmed, when you're overworking yourself, you need to cut back. And I personally, I I get that. That makes a ton of sense to me, but I'm just not going to cut back on any of those things, right? Like all of those things are important to me. I'm not going to cut off my friends. I'm not going to cut off my relationship. I'm definitely not going to cut off my business or school. So it kind of seems like I just have to deal with it. And I feel like a lot of us might be in the same boat where like the advice that we get is like, oh, just cut back, you know, don't overdo it. But it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Just, you know, drop elements of my life that are important to me? No way. So these are for my busy gals who like the typical advice of just like, oh, just rest more and like, you know, just do less just isn't an option because that's that's like honestly crappy advice. Like I get it. I mean, it's good advice for other people, but for me, it's bad advice because I'm not ever going to do that. So here are my alternatives to like cutting things out of your life. Um, First, accepting that it's okay. (laughs) Um, That sounds really dumb, but like accepting that 
it's okay to deal with your mental health as an obstacle or as a pillar of conflict for you in your business and in your life. Accepting it is always the first step. Just like coming to terms with it, acknowledging it, and recognizing it's something you need to pay attention to. That already, just making it conscious, is going to improve the way you deal with it so much. Because when you're ignoring it and you're pushing it down, you're like, no, I'm fine. I don't have anything. Like, I'm doing great. I'm functioning 100% all the time. You're not really giving yourself any space to actually kind of take some self-care and to actually think about yourself in the, I guess, kind and um, loving way when you just think of yourself as like perfect and pristine and fully functioning. So just, you know, take a second to acknowledge it's okay that whatever I'm dealing with, whatever things come up as a business owner, as a person, as a human being, it's okay that that happens to me. So that's the first thing I want to just iterate over and over that whatever you're going through, there's nothing wrong with you. I've certainly had those moments where I'm like, maybe I'm just not cut out to be a business owner or to, you know, do this type of high stakes, really busy, packed lifestyle. Maybe I'm just not cut out for it. But that's that's just a lie. Like I thrive on these types of situations. It's just that I have my moments, just like any other human being in the history of the world. <laughs> um, so I think we just all collectively, as we're listening to this right now, need to take a deep breath and just remember and accept I am a person. I have feelings. I have a brain that gets exhausted and it's okay. That doesn't mean that I am not good at what I'm doing. It doesn't mean that I'm doing too much or I'm not cut out for this. You are cut out for this. You just have your moments and that's okay. Second thing is I want to introduce to you a concept that's very simple that we've been using since we were children and that's the concept of um, breaks like aka recess and then rewards. So like think about when you're in fear or getting overwhelmed or having a tantrum, whatever, how, what, what, what things pulled you out of that haze of aggression or emotion? Think about it. It was like nap time. It was recess privileges. It was like a snack or some sort of like prize that your teacher would give you if you stopped, you know, acting crazy. It's kind of the same thing. Um, and I think of these as sort of incentives for me that just naturally make me really happy, that naturally kind of distract me from whatever rut or haze that I'm in as ways to kind of deal with things that I'm I'm going through as a business owner. So let me just give some examples. So an example of a break or recess that I do is that because I have school and during the day and then I work on the, the studio at night, instead of just going like, straight five hours of school and then immediately five hours of like client work, I give myself a little cute recess and I plan to do something that makes me happy or that breaks up that very stressful monotony of just working at a desk for 10 hours straight. So an example of that is I'll go on a walk or I will meet up with my partner or I will schedule something to get coffee with friends or even just the act of getting a coffee from like Starbucks or for, from even like my Keurig is in and of itself like a treat. It's like I'm getting it from my desk. I'm doing something that makes me happy, that tastes good. And that is a wonderful, wonderful solution to all of my woes is to go to Starbucks and get a iced matcha latte with light ice. 
So whatever that is for you, um, I highly recommend just breaking up different events and breaking up your schedule in your day with these cute little like recesses is what I call them, like an allusion to um, elementary school. Just because I find that one, just the act of like getting up and moving is kind of like an endorphin sort of booster just because you are physically kind of getting into it. But also the act of like achieving something, whether that be like, you know, seeing a friend for that day or picking up something or even running an errand, there's some sort of like gratification that comes with achieving something besides work or school. So I definitely think scheduling breaks are a great, great way to battle the kind of daily mental exhaustion that happens to all of us. Um, and that is, and as far as like rewards, what I mentioned previously, like not everyone is going to feel like this is going to work for them, but this works for me at least. But I kind of give myself different things at the end of the day or during the day as rewards um, for just working hard and like being a badass. So an example of that is spending $5 on a Starbucks drink. And I've seen the TikToks that are like, if you saved all of the money and invested all the money that you spent on Starbucks, you'd have X thousands of dollars in a year. Well, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I frankly, frankly don't care. Like me having a little happy moment from getting my little matcha latte or from getting my little whatever from Starbucks um, is worth more, honestly, than any monetary number. Like I'm not going to sit around and be miserable, miss, you know, wishing that I had Starbucks in search of some, you know, abstract number in the future. Like, I'm just going to do what makes me happy right now. So that's my reward. Another reward is I really love watching Sex in the City. And I will sit down and watch an episode on my bed or my couch and just watch it. Nothing else. No work in front of me. Um, no social media. No anything else. And just sit and watch it and laugh and have a good time. Or... Another really good example that I like to do is online shop. And I think that's like, you know, in some ways, like retail therapy. I don't know what people's thoughts are on retail therapy. I think it's fine. Like people think it's like this really unhealthy coping mechanism, but I really couldn't care less. Like I just like the act of looking around. Like most of the time I don't even buy anything, but I consider that a reward just sitting down for like 20, 30 minutes and scrolling on the Zara app, which by the way is so poorly made, but whatever, um, different topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, just things like that, like little rewards, little breaks, times where your brain and your body get a bit of rest or a little bit of change from what you've been doing is really fun. And if that includes spending money that, you know, investor, you know, accounts a deem is stupid, well, whatever, you know, do it. And I support you. Another thing that really helps me as well that kind of ties into the whole like recess, like breaks thing is scheduling time for when you're working and then when you're not. So if you saw my Instagram story a couple of days ago, I talked about this, but essentially what I do is on my Google calendar, which is where I keep basically my whole life on, um, I actually schedule out my work hours, my business hours. And then I also schedule in like when I'm def when I'm not working. So essentially what my work hours are hours where I allow myself to work on client work or business admin stuff or even like social media content planning, things like that. And then my business hours are hours when I allow for meetings to be scheduled with clients 
um, and when I'm actively like answering my inbox emails and things like that. I only have two days of business hours, so Thursdays and Fridays, and then I have work hours um, anywhere from like two to four hours throughout the week, and then no work on Sundays because I reserve that exclusively for school. So the reason why I really like this is because it essentially forces me to preserve my creative fuel and also keeps me from working late into the night or keeps me from, which I mean, first of all, I definitely do work late into the night anyway, so I don't know why I said that, but it, it does help me a little bit. And I also will say that it helps me in terms of juggling my schoolwork as well, that I'll realize that like, oh, I'm past my three hours of work hours today. I should probably jump over to my schoolwork for tomorrow, things like that. So even if you're not in school like me and you know, you're struggling a regular life, not regular in like an offensive way or anything, but you're just juggling your life. I think scheduling that is really great because it reminds you to, you know, eat food and go sit on your couch and watch something or go see your significant other, your friends, like to go back into the real world and not glued in front of a screen. So I really, really recommend that whole time scheduling thing and that differentiation between business hours versus work hours. So that leads me to my next tip, which is the business hours portion. So the reason why I only have two days worth of business hours is because I don't really like meetings, to be honest. Like for someone who loves talking to people and is kind of an extrovert, meetings just exhaust me. I don't think that's like super controversial to say. Maybe it's like Zoom University has like scarred me or something, but I just don't love meetings. And so I try to... I guess, bump all of my calls, like any client meetings, any consultation calls, um, staff meetings, whatever, onto those two business days. For me, that's Thursday and Friday because I have no class. And the reason why I do that is because I have like hours and hours of class from Monday to Wednesday. And to then go on to another call and talk with people again is just too draining for me. And so I chose the two days that I don't have class to put basically bulk schedule all of my meetings onto and I think that's really helped me one because I can store kind of my social energy for Thursday and Friday and also because I have like a strict like Thursday and Friday kind of policy um, it's really nice that I don't have to worry like on my Monday and Wednesday days like oh shoot like do I have a meeting like blah 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 I need to rush back to my to my desk um it's nice I have like a set schedule that I know I don't have to worry like oh I don't have any meetings Monday through Wednesday um because it's not my business hour day so I really recommend having just a couple set days that you do hold meetings or even like blocking off days like um I'll only take meetings like the first half of Monday or the second half of Wednesday things like that and making it really concrete and repetitive and consistent is really going to help you kind of mentally prepare I think for meetings and also take away that kind of mental draining capacity I guess that makes sense that meetings tend to have on me at least so recommend that so another thing that I have implemented in the past I'd say three months that has really really helped me out is what I call buffer days So essentially, this is going into more of the design process. So if you're a different type of creative, um, I'm sure you can modify this to help you as well. But essentially, I have different milestones in like my branding process, for example, or my website process. And essentially, I 
put in, in all of my like timelines, buffer days between how long it actually takes me to get something done. And then when I like have it be due to the client. And the reason being is because there are days where I just don't have the capacity to, to work the full four hours I have scheduled today. Or something came up with school, which always does, and I just didn't get to something today. And I never want to be piling up on deadlines. I never want to be behind. That's my biggest thing. I never want to be behind on a deadline. And so the way that I prevent being like late or from being overwhelmed is that I schedule in buffer days between how long it would take me if the world were perfect and then how long it might take me if everything went wrong. And so that way it gives me a bit of um, leeway and a bit of like grace to you know, then take rest days and to not necessarily have to rush and have to worry about a million, about me being 100% productive every single day because realistically that's not going to happen and I need those days where I can just be like, it's all right, it can wait till tomorrow. And I think everyone needs that kind of buffer period with all of their projects. And so that's why I always recommend whenever I'm like mentoring or like doing a sort of coaching that whenever you're planning out your timelines for projects that however long you think it takes you I want you to add like two to three days to that date just as as a buffer just as a grace period and even if you end up not needing it then you deliver early and then that's great the client's like oh wow you're early that that's amazing but at least if you needed those days you're not late does that make sense so it's like you're managing client expectations and then it allows you to either always meet those expectations or exceed them, but never below them, if that makes sense. So buffer days, buffer days are my biggest savior when it comes to saving my mental energy, giving me a bit of a grace period to kind of like push things off if I need to and to take a bit of time to rest whenever I need that rest. So In addition to scheduling buffer days as being one of the main things that has helped me, the last thing that I will say that I definitely think everybody needs to get to preserve their mental health is to have some sort of support system or to have some sort of community that you can rant to. And the reason I say this is because for some reason, the act of ranting is so cathartic, it's so therapeutic, and hearing other people have gone through the exact same thing is just so calming at least to me I don't know if I'm the only person in the universe who feels this way but essentially anytime that I have an issue with like a client or some crazy thing happens with my business that I just am fuming about I have a set community or a set kind of list of people that I know I can just call up I can talk to and I can just rant and I feel safe like I don't feel like they're going to go leak this and they're going to like you know ruin my career or anything I feel like these people are going to support me listen to me make me feel valid in my emotions and then also potentially share similar experiences that make me feel a bit less alone so my community happens to be super amazing in the sense that I have a couple of them So I have like my close community, which is like my partner, also my friends um, and, you know, my family. And then another layer of that is also like this podcast. Like I feel like these diary entries have been a really big blessing for me to be able to kind of share some of my frustrations and um, talk through them with you, obviously preserving some level of anonymity, but 
you know, that's a really, really nice place to kind of really think on a deep level about things. And then also my Instagram is great. I have a lot of really, really amazing friends that I've met via Instagram in the creative community. And we like DM each other, we talk, we um, comment on each other's posts, and we, we're there for each other. We're aware of what everyone's going through, and we're very supportive, and I really, really appreciate that. So that's just another example of ways that you can build community, but it can be anything for you. It could be in a physical space. It can be virtual. It can be, it doesn't even have to be design-based. It can be like based off of background, off of shared interests in XYZ, like I just think that having a community, even if you don't rant to them about specific business or design things, just having a, a group of people who can be there when you are frustrated and help you kind of feel more calm is really important. Um, I think for a really long time, I thought that, you know, I signed up for this, it's my business, and, you know, whatever comes, you know, out of it, I should be able to handle this. And it's not really professional to share the difficulties that are behind the scenes or that people are going to think that I'm not good at my job or, you know, I had a lot of doubts about sharing, you know, difficulties that I, I was going through. And I think that's a really valid point. You know, like it is scary to admit that you're going through things as a business owner because you don't want to appear as if there's something wrong with your business or there's something wrong that you've done or it doesn't ever feel comfortable I'll say, to share that kind of thing. But I think it's it's also really validating and relieving to just admit that like business owning isn't perfect. It's not easy. And as soon as you stop pretending like being a business owner is perfectly pleasant and paradise in a cup, like that's the day when you actually can like, you know, let your breath out and actually kind of stretch and reel and like feel comfortable in what you're doing. Because I feel like the whole facade of everything's fine, like nothing's wrong with my business, it's all perfect here, is just exhausting. It's like people who have perfect posture, like I know you guys, definitely when you get home, I know you guys slouch, okay? Like you're not fooling anybody and it's it's tiring, I'm sure, to walk around 24-7 with perfect posture. Just let yourself slouch once in a while. You know, like it's fine if you want to walk with perfect posture. Like obviously that's healthy for you. Um, and I'm, I'm talking in a metaphor here and like, I'm not actually talking about posture, but it's fine if you want to walk that way. As long as you know that at any point it's okay if you want to slouch. Like no one's going to judge you and everyone's here for you for when you don't want to be so perfect. Um, and so the moment that you start being real with your community confiding in your community, trusting the people around you to kind of share the burden or to, you know, comfort you in those times of struggle, that's really when your mental health is going to expand and really flourish because bottling all of that up and dealing with it yourself is just not something that I would personally recommend just from experience. And it's a lot more gratifying when you can involve people and really bond with people over shared struggles and experiences and something really beautiful can, can can come out of like shared struggle. So that was the episode. I hope that was really enlightening for you. I just want to remind you that you are so strong and I'm really proud of you, one, for even listening to this episode because that means that you might have some interest in preserving your mental health and preserving that balance. And so I just want to say go you 
If you have anything you want to share with me, please DM me on Instagram. I absolutely love engaging with you and hearing your stories. Also, let me know if you have any questions on extra tips or if you have any specific questions on your situations that you'd like me to weigh in on. But as always, I hope you have a wonderful day, night, evening, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Design Diaries. We'll catch you on the next episode.